0: Good evening everyone and welcome to Spooked. The improvised scary story podcast. I'm Cody Crane. I'm Eric Andrews. Eric here <laughs> back again. Oh, yeah. so good to see you. D- Did you notice that when I was doing the intro, I had the urge of calling myself Damien Depic? I mean, would people notice? I think so. Yeah, they saw that they could hear the tremble in my voice that I was holding back. I don't typically do the intro for the show. So I felt did you did you feel like I did okay?
2: You know, I I had the similar urge to you where I felt like I had to say that I'm (laughs) Damien. But uh you know, I'm I'll change it up a little bit. I maybe you can tell if you knew me from a past episode on Spooked here that I'm uh trying to do my best Damien voice.
0: yeah, yeah this is this is a good Damien voice. I'm
2: wearing uh glasses like Damien Wood. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a black t-shirt like Damien Wood. Yeah. and I, I'm not I'm not feeling super
0: spiritual today. Oh no, you're against ghosts today, too. I don't know. Maybe. Well, we'll see where you fall, I guess, when that comes up. I you're not wearing his uh signature hat he wears. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm too much of a fan of my own hair that
2: uh yeah. to wear a hat would lose I'd lose my charm.
0: Yeah, the hair is your uh signature thing. I see your uh uh, Stand up tour posters everywhere of just it's just your hair swoop. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Um, but we we've got uh, a pretty crazy, fantastic sh- show today. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do.
0: <laughs> you are are you a, a comfortable bringing this in? Yeah, i i i can uh, i can take it from here, Eric, because All our right. guest is a fantastic one an amazing one a champion we have podcaster i'm gonna go ahead and say improviser whether you like it or not <laughs> and winner of survivor season 41 host the podcast happy to see me with erica Kasupanen. it's erica
1: kasupan here hello Ooh. hello and eric i appreciate your hesitation and saying it's gonna be a great show <laughs> Means that at least I'm going to exceed expectations
2: oh <laughs> I I would only assume uh any <laughs> expectation you set for yourself you either succeed at or uh, excel at is this is this do you feel this is true for you?
1: I've always wanted to be five five but I think that that dream <laughs> isn't happening
2: oh I see you you set a different bar uh
1: <laughs> a literal bar just
0: too high. <laughs> Well, um, you're the only uh, you're the only true winner in the room. And um, I hate to drag you down with me, Eric. I don't know if you've uh, got some major awards that you're uh, proud of, like winning a million dollars on Survivor. <laughs> but um, that's true. I don't. So <laughs> you're, I'm going to go ahead and say, Erica, you're the true champion of the room right now. Um, how has that been since winning Uh, such a a massive show like that. How has your life changed?
1: So I normally am quite humble and I'm like, oh, it hasn't really changed. You know, I'm sitting in the same room where I made my audition tape years ago. But then (laughs) as I think about it, as Cody has named off all of these titles, I have like podcaster, occasional improviser. I write, I public speak. I've done more TV. I do the influencer thing from time to time. I'm like, whoa, the, the world really opened up for me. And I feel like, uh, not to sound cheesy but I feel like the world is my oyster and also my family is doing great my friends are amazing so life has been good since the show and I've been eating I haven't been you know like unshowered and starving which
2: is great. <laughs> How, uh, like- which you're what you're good at as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can do yeah, both I'm great
1: I'm awesome at being disgusting on tv yeah. <laughs>
0: How uh, how do you recover after uh, like being starved for uh, that amount of time like that? How how are you? Does that have any kind of long time effects on you or anything like that?
1: The first few weeks are really weird because I would eat so much and then it would just go through me and I'd immediately go to the bathroom. But then my sleep was really messed up and I didn't expect Mm. that. So about two we- two to 3 weeks when i came back i would not sleep through the night i'd get up i'd eat for 2 hours go to the bathroom take a 3 hour nap and then i would do that for weeks and then eventually i started to sleep through the night again
0: what? I, I guess like if you like you won, so you can say like, oh, it's all worth it. But when you you make it all the way to the end and don't win, like that's going to be a tough bill when you're <laughs> struggling to eat and keep things down anymore.
1: I mean, I, I don't know that experience, but I imagine it's <laughs> yeah. bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do
2: things taste sweeter? Do you appreciate things more once you come back?
1: Oh yeah. When I filmed the show and when I came back, it was still very much COVID. We were very much in lockdown. And it was that phase in Canada when people flew back to Canada, they had to stay at this airport hotel for four days. And the way it worked is every day, three times a day, they would just drop a meal outside of your door. And on a regular day, the meal would be disgusting. It would be uh, like penne pasta with this a pile of red sauce on it that was not a liquid anymore. So normally I'd be disgusted. But since I was in that state, I'm like, yeah, give me more. Give me more of this and give me like a, a sad apple to go on the side.
2: <laughs> so everyone's like, we don't want this. And you're like, oh, my God, I'll have I'll have yours. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <It's>
3: delicious." <laughs>
2: That's oh shoot that's really interesting. I totally forgot uh that that was even a thing there.
0: I feel like through high school I was uh training for that with parents that would work during uh dinner time coming back home. So uh I had a lot of michelina dinners to uh oh, yeah. to completely train for that moment. So in that aspect, the after of survivor, I'm completely ready for just uh wet pasta.
1: Yeah, wet pasta and <laughs> constantly eating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Um, Now, before before you you won this, uh, uh, was it a dream? Because it's been a show for so long now that it's like it's kind of become a a common kind of aspiration for somebody to even just be on Survivor. Uh, So was it something where you're like, oh, I'm going to work towards this. I, I know they opened it up. I think this was the first year they opened it up to Canada.
1: Oh, yeah. I started watching the show when I was 11. So the first season it came out. And I just remember being 11 years old and saying, I'm going to be on that show one day and I'm going to win. And it was cool because this past weekend, I did this public speaking thing with girls who were aged six to 10. And I said, OK, the things you're dreaming about right now, it could happen. But for years, even before Canadians were eligible to be on Survivor, I'd always say in passing, oh, yeah, one day I'm going to win Survivor or when I win Survivor, this is what's going to happen. And I thought, Maybe a Canadian version of Survivor will happen. I'd never imagine that I'd be able to go on the U.S. version with Jeff Probst and everything. I think that that's part of the dream that I never imagined would come true. <laughs>
0: Whoa. So, um, yeah, go, Cody. Are you a Survivor fan from like the, the first season kind of deal? When did you jump into it?
1: I started watching season one. Richard Hatch first episode (laughs) and actually okay so this is my my heartwarming connection to Survivor I grew up like many immigrant like like many immigrants to Canada I grew up in a multi-generational home my grandparents lived with me growing up and my grandpa had passed away and I was a kid I didn't know how to deal with grief it was the first loss that I had and shortly after that this new show premieres and these people are on the island and I was one, it was an amazing distraction for me at that time. And two, I felt like I learned so much about perseverance. I I, I was so entertained by seeing these people overcome these weird obstacles that were thrown at them. So then it really became an, an escape and something that helped me through that time. And, and also all throughout my life, whenever I think of hard times or even if I was doing something as simple as being in a hard workout. I'd say, ah, oh, when I'm on Survivor, it's going to be harder. So let me just keep going. So it really always was this pillar of inspiration for me since season one. Wow.
2: Now you, you motivate, uh, you, you people.
1: <laughs> I, I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with, with
2: your, with your speech. <laughs> uh, w- was there any kind of motivation that you had to like, Tell yourself during the the whole game uh that kind of pushed you uh further because I'm sure you had a low point maybe in there. And it was like, okay, how how can I make it past this now?
1: Uh yeah, I definitely had low points. I think one in particular is when I was alone on Exile Island. So I was there for two days and two nights, deserted island, totally by myself, and it poured rain both of the nights, and I just Sat up in the pouring rain and just kept blowing on this fire and putting wood on it to keep it alive. So, definitely lots of lows like that one. I think that there was two things. I think one was I always told myself, You have what it takes to keep going. You have what it takes to win. I never told myself, You've got this in the bag. You're the winner. Cause I feel like that's kind of unrealistic. But I just said to myself, With who I am and with what I have, I have what it takes to win. So, just keep going. And I think that I also would think about things. I think of the big picture. And I also think of things one step at a time. So I'd always tell myself, okay, like it doesn't have to be pretty. As long as I get through this day, as long as I'm on the right side of what's happening this day, then it gives me another option for getting to the end. So I, I think I try to look at it in bite-sized chunks to keep going.
2: Mm. And and coming back, does life feel like a game after Do you? Is, <laughs> does, it, does it feel like, oh, I've got a I don't trust your family anymore. (laughs) This person in the grocery aisle. I've got to outlast the the bank teller's speed. (laughs) Yes
1: and no. I think that when I came back from the show, I'm lucky. I didn't have that experience that I know some people have had where they come home and they don't trust their wife or something. I came home and I saw my friends and my family. And it was the first time in two months because I was gone for two months. It was the first time in two months where I thought I am safe. I am loved. I I am okay here. At the same time, you know, when you're on a show like this, and then I'm the first one from Canada and I was successful, you you know, like people pop up or I have had the experience where like a couple people in my life have started to treat me differently. And I did like 99% of the people have been amazing, but you know, there's always like the one or two, or I see that there are some I come across some people and they could potentially be opportunistic when it comes to me. So I think because of that, there, there are situations where I have my guard up and I'm like, Oh, you want to mess with me? Like I literally won survivor. I understand how to play the game. So. (laughs) Uh,
2: Do you, do you have any, Did you have any doubters in your whole entire life where you come back and you're like, "Mm, what do you think of me now? (laughs) Or I don't feel like you're that kind of person, but maybe for one person in your life.
1: You know, everybody that I have talked to in my life, they've all said as soon as they found out I was on the show, they just knew I had it.
3: And even
1: when even when the first episodes were airing and I wasn't really being shown a lot, I'm so fortunate that so many people were saying to me, no, 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 we know her. She's got it. She's got it. At the same time, who knows? Maybe that's just what people are saying to my face because (laughs) I pulled it off. I'm sure there's probably one person who is behind my back like, oh, shit, she actually did it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> do you do you have any um fears because uh you're on an island you said you were trying to keep this fire alive it was maybe it was going to be dark maybe you're scared of the dark maybe the the wilderness scares you do you have uh, like big fears in your life
1: Well my nightmare was being on exile for one night and I did it for two but my ultimate fear is birds i am terrified of birds and yes. the the So you know how we got moved to another island when there was just a few people left in the game? Mm -hmm. It was like some random twist that they threw in on our season. That island had these birds that were endangered. So they were protected birds in Fiji that were like, it was like they were crows that were the size of chickens. And they lived in these holes and they would come out in the middle of the night and start screaming. And it sounded like these babies were screaming. And since they're protected and you can't kill them and you can't hurt them, they believe that there is no danger. So they will just walk around. They will luckily they never touch me, but they will like climb on you. They will jump through the fire. And I remember going to do my confessional. I'm walking with the producer. We're walking through the jungle and there are all of these birds walking by me and I'm losing it. I'm like, I I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. Even the confessional, they made me sit on the ground so they could interview me. And I'm like, he, the producer cut it early. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't with these birds just running around me. (laughs) And at that point in the game, you're so exhausted. And the last thing you want to do is walk through sand. And I was like, listen, I can't go through the jungle. We need to walk around the whole Island to get back to camp. Like I can't do it. And the producer was like, are you sure you're really, you're starving? It's, a lot of energy to do that. I'm like, no, like I I can't walk through this jungle. So the producer walks with me. It takes like three times the amount of time to go back to camp. And then afterwards, once we're done filming, the producer then comes to me and says, to be honest, I was terrified of the birds too. So I was glad that I didn't have to walk through the jungle with you.
2: (laughs) Whoa. See, even this, even in your, your biggest fears, you face them head on. So I, I
0: I almost don't believe you got any fears. Seems, seems like more of a dodging of them. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna avoid them. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna not do my responsibility of giving this full confessional and just avoid them. But these are very scary birds.
2: I, yeah. Now, I, now birds if you is had a big do one a, for me, too. Birds is really they're they're scary. They've got a what is it is that's scary about them? Wings, <laughs> beaks, their eyes.
1: Just they're the just... thought of one like touching me is mm. so disgusting to me. I, I couldn't <laughs> imagine like a bird flying by me and its wing brushing against my arm. I think I would faint.
2: What about a
0: bird's wing uh, bringing you in for a gentle?
2: No, no, no,
1: no, okay. no,
0: no, no. <laughs> I, I think they're like they I look at them similar to like rats, but they have more ability. So like, yes. they it, it's scarier because they can like fly on you, though, like poop on you or like their talons touching you. No, thank you. Anything like that. And then I don't know. um, I think this one might just be me, my irrational fear. But I've spoken of it before on this podcast of when I see like a a dead bird or a dead animals in general, but mainly like birds. If I see one on the side of the road, I'm scared that it will come back to life and think I did it and attack me. (laughs) Um, uh, so I stay very far and dodge it at all costs, but yeah, they're, they're terrifying. I, that's a, that's a big one for me. Bears is a big one too, but that's because I'm from the middle of nowhere. <laughs> now, now what about, uh,
2: children? If Let's say oh, survivor yeah. was just <laughs> you and a bunch of children. Do you think it would be easier, harder for you? Are you scared
0: of children?
1: I, Can pass as a child so i actually think (laughs) i'd do well i think that i would i would blend in and then slowly i become the leader of that tribe
2: oh my god you destroy them in the challenges (laughs) (laughs)
1: like what is how um (laughs)
0: that's my nightmare though because i would be scared that i'm like if i'm in last place against a bunch of children (laughs) i'm embarrassed i'm scared of uh, getting murdered by a child in general—that's a big fear of mine. Um, I'm—I've uh, talked of the horrors of this one time. Uh, when I—I I was in like high school and I went to a fair, and a kid—I think they were lost or something—but they came up and held my hand. Just some strange kid. I was scared that someone would immediately see me at that moment and think I'm trying to take this kid. So that's <laughs> scary to me. Everything about children is scary to me. I'm I'm a, a fear of all of it. <laughs> and they yeah. see ghosts.
2: That's the I mean that's the thing, right? Like uh Erica, do you do you believe in kind of spirits, ghosts, demons, monsters, any of these types of things, and, and
0: which one Dracula's? What, what <laughs> what's your What's we, yours? we mainly do ghosts on this podcast, <laughs> but if you if you want to bring Draculas, we can do it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've never ha- like maybe Dracula, but I believe in ghosts. I, I've always believed in that kind of thing. Ghosts, mediums, psychics. Somebody in my family is a medium. They're not practicing. They, they don't take on clients or anything. So they're not trying to scam anybody. Yeah. But I am afraid of ghosts. I've never seen ghosts, but I, I never want to see a ghost. Like, ne- I would rather a bird take me under its wing than me see a ghost.
2: <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Like part of me wants to see a ghost so bad, but also I'm too scared of how it might like change me or something. Like, I don't I don't know who I'll become after I see this ghost. I don't want to a ghost hunting, but, hunter, but I am interested. Maybe I mean it's possible. Um but I, I totally agree. Like, I don't want to see it, but I, just a little bit.
0: So did you grow <laughs> up with your family, Erica, being like ghost believers?
1: So it's not like we were openly like, hey, you know,
0: <laughs> sit around for a <laughs> seance Casper.
1: No, no, but um, I think we've we've always been. Well, my family's very religious. So, yeah, they're very Catholic, go to church every Sunday. You know, they love Jesus, but um they've always been interested in psychics and that world. And even we don't talk about ghosts openly, but there are things like my mom is like, never use a Ouija board. That's the worst thing you can do. That's like eating gum off of the sidewalk. And I agree, <laughs> with that. but no, yeah, we're not like seeking it out. And also we didn't watch a lot of horror movies growing up because the yeah. few that I have watched have also scared me because I'm scared of ghosts.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you still don't watch them to this day.
1: It depends. Like, So something that seems like it's more of a worldly fear, like, I don't know, a a serial killer, I could watch that and not be scared at all. But then if it's something that's more paranormal, then I get scared.
0: Yeah, like Mm. a Conjuring movie or something like that. Mm. Yeah.
2: Do you, do you like, what would you, what would be your first thought? What would be the first thing you said if you saw a a ghost, a spirit or something?
1: I think it would depend on the context, but I feel like I'd just be like, oh, fuck. Like the one thing, the one thing I didn't want.
2: Uh, well, uh, that's great. Uh, this actually brings me into a bit of a game that I hear, uh, that I made,
0: that I hear. Hey, uh, you heard about this one?
2: I heard about this game and uh, my brain told me. Um, but it, it's, it's what would you say? Uh, so I'll give you a context
3: okay.
2: of um, these are all, uh, all creepy things that kids have said uh, to their parents about seeing potentially ghosts, and we're going to find out what you would say in this scenario. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I'm like, okay, let's do
2: <laughs> Okay, so this first one, uh, sleep paralysis. Have you heard of this? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's the thing where you feel like there's a a, a shadow person kind of holding you down it's uh, I don't know the exact science of it, but you're kind of somewhere <laughs> in between sleeping and dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this one parent, she or I guess it's uh, you, <laughs> in this scenario, mm-hmm. uh, you wake up, you see this thing, you break you break free of this sleep paralysis, and there's a kid, your kid, standing at the door, and sh- she says, "Did you see the ghost too?"
1: Well, what if I didn't, say? if it would depend on if I saw it or not. If I didn't see it, I would say no. <laughs> if I saw it, I'd be like, "Yeah, we're sleeping with the lights on for for the rest of time."
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, we're sleeping with so the lights. I, on.
1: I think I actually yeah. had that happen to me once. Now that you bring that up, but it, it was like a minor thing. But um. I was, it was last year. I was in Blue Mountain. I had rented a place with two of my girlfriends. And again, since I'm scared of ghosts, there was two beds in, in this room. So one of my girlfriends slept in the other bed. I slept in the bed with one of my friends. And it was like one of those things where I was like half awake, half asleep. And I felt what I thought was my friend, like shaking my hands. And I was like, I was like, stop touching me. Like, stop touching me. Leave me alone. Stop touching me. And then I wake up. And then my friends are like, are you OK? And nobody was touching me. Oh. And then when we were driving home from this place, my friend was like, OK. So I didn't want to say anything when we were there, but I saw a ghost standing over the bed you two were sleeping in on the first night.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, my gosh. No, that's too spooky.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And all it wanted was a handshake, though.
1: I know. <laughs> And actually, so that happened the first night, the second night at one point I woke up and my friend who had seen the ghost again, I didn't know this at the time she was talking in her sleep and she was like, yeah, they're over there. And then pointed at us. I was like, oh, so you like direct the the ghost to us too.
0: (laughs) trying wow. to get them away and yeah. sacrifice you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, she was on TV. Get her instead."
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why they went for the handshake. They were a fan.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, "Oh my god, you watched The River?"
2: <laughs> uh, this is our next scenario here. Um, you're you're with uh another another girl. Let's I do you do you like that your kids or just a random kid?
1: <laughs> um, you know, I uh, if I I would rather my kid, because I don't know why there's these random kids sleeping in my house.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I feel more a... comfortable too. If yeah. it's not the <laughs> <laughs> no children are hanging around.
2: All right, so the, your kid, you're outside. Uh, she she goes to you, mommy. Look at all the kids playing, and she points over uh, to where there's just a cemetery, cemetery, and uh, no one else. What would you say?
1: I think in this case, I would ask questions. I'm like, Oh, who's over there? Like, who are you playing with? And then I would. And then again, because remember, there's somebody in my family who's a medium. So I think I would try to learn about who my kid is playing with and then see if I can figure out who they are and see if they are some people who are in the cemetery.
0: Mm -hmm. Are you home at this scenario,
3: Eric? Is (laughs) it?
0: Like, are you inside your home, just
2: pointing out the window at a cemetery that you live beside? Yeah, um, because that uh, that's a move out. Oh, oh,
1: I'm I'm not moving. I'm not purchasing any property that's next to a cemetery.
2: But- <laughs> what if you didn't know there was a there was a building there? They took yeah. the building down, and the next, next next to the building was a cemetery.
0: <laughs>
1: so oh, okay. You then never I went would... to
0: the other side.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I never saw what's. Well, in that case. I would be, you know, talking to my kid about who they're seeing and at the same time, entertaining conversations with my real estate agent to Mm -hmm. figure out what my options are.
0: Very good. I would be immediately talking to my real estate agent (laughs)
1: asking why they
0: hid this from me. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
2: Question three, and what would you say? Uh, You pass by this uh, sign on the interstate. Maybe it says next exit uh, with a street name. Uh, Your your child says to you, "This is where I died." (laughs) What would you say?
1: Okay, I would believe them. I would. I believe this is the thing. I would believe that there's probably a past life situation, and I think it could be realistic that in a past life, the the person passed away there.
2: Yeah. I, and and the, would you try to get more information on this past life or do you not want to bring that out? I don't even know if it's bad. Is it bad to bring out past life stuff? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I mean, I know of people who have learned a lot of from past life stuff. So I guess it, may depa- it would depend on, on if the way that they talk about said death from a past life. If it seems like it's something that's distressing to them or if it seems like something that they just say, Nonchalantly, I think it would depend. I, 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 might. I actually might probe and and learn more about this child's past life.
0: Mm, you're diving deeper. That's essentially some Ouija board. That's well, almost no, a no, no, board. no
1: Ouija board. Not the not the gun it, from the it, subway. <laughs> it feels
0: pretty close to it. You know, no, d- no. digging deep like that. Please don't say that. All
2: right, last one. This is the last one. I feel like we we haven't shook you to your core here. uh, maybe this maybe this is the one um you're in the kitchen you're making a lovely breakfast your child walks in and they say you're not my first mom my first mom died in a fire what would you say
1: oh i think this is another past life thing or or you know what? Maybe it's not the conversation with the kid. Maybe it's the conversation with the, the kid's father and I'm like, "What what the fuck has been going on behind my back?"
2: Oh, <laughs> you think it's like who's been here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, let, yeah, let me
1: deal with the worldly option and then after that I'll be like, "Okay, honey, let's talk about your life before this one."
2: Ah, very nice. See? Level-headed. Nothing no, unfab <laughs> un what is the word? Unfabulous unfazed
1: yeah (laughs) not
2: not uh shook in any way
1: (laughs) unless i see something if i see something that then it's over
2: okay but if just hearing from a child's uh, voice totally fine
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: love it I well there that that was a segment of course
1: uh, anecdote so when i went to visit my best friend from survivor heather She didn't realize that I was very scared of ghosts. And she lives in Charleston, South Carolina. So there's lots of history there. There was the war there. So she thought it would be fun to sign us up for a ghost tour where they give us tools to try to detect whether or not there are ghosts at these different historical sites. And when she brought me, I was like, Heather, I'm terrified of ghosts. I don't want to do this. And even when I was talking to the the guide, I was like, I cannot have one of the tools where you can see something like he had the infrared cameras and everything. I'm like, no. So he gave me this tool where it picks up words that are said at low frequencies. And he's like, okay, Mm -hmm. you can ask questions and see what they say. And the one, so the one thing I noticed that kind of freaked me out, but it was fine. We were walking around in this parking lot that used to be this rich family's house. And I was like, hi, I'm, I'm really sorry. We're like intruding on your space. I'm just here to learn about, and this is me just like talking to whoever I think is there. I'm like, this is me just talking, learning about the city. Um, we're just going to be here really quickly. Like I hope like you and your family are well, cause I'm terrified. And then on my, my, my little device, it popped. It's supposed to be one word that normally pops up. In this case, it said, allow it.
2: Whoa. So they said I was allowed to be there. That's, I mean, that's a Ouija board. No, 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 <laughs>
0: that's not a Ouija board. No. That's pretty close. <laughs> that's a vocalization of what a Ouija board does. No. OK, maybe
2: maybe you are tempting the the the, the fates of the, your family here.
1: No, these are the only I think I've given you the only two ghost stories that I have. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just me <laughs> diving deep into everybody's past lives.
2: Do you ever walk around your house with the um, like a funny filter on to see if uh, a face pops up?
1: Absolutely not. No.
0: Okay, <laughs> I never even thought of that.
2: <laughs> no. It's kind of it's kind of like a loose uh, ghost experiment, you know. Do you do There's, that? I I I haven't because I don't I don't want to know. I think I would rather not know if something is there. If I was super frightened maybe I would throw on, you know, the panda face filter and walk around my home just see if I can pick <laughs> Another up. Another
1: panda pops up?
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> it would probably be less scary. You know, a less scary filter <laughs> just to see. Especially if it, like, reads that that face is stronger than yours, too. And, like, <laughs> yeah. the filter goes off of you oh. and onto them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little ghost hack. If anyone wants <laughs> to do it
2: at your own home without any special ghost equipment,
0: I I feel like I want to try that now. That um, that sounds pretty. In- I never even thought of
2: that. Oh yeah, bust out the Ouija board, put on a funny filter, and just let it roll.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna delete every app now that has one of those filters. Instagram, by TikTok, sorry, this is not happening. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you do it at night, too, and just, like, go around the dark there. <laughs> but on that note, we got a story to tell. Okay. <laughs> we all drew positions beforehand. Eric, do you want to first reveal what you drew? I am the swing today. Yeah, no responsibility in the story. You can do whatever you want. The dream role. Yes. And I drew the celebrity. So I go to a random celebrity generator. It's going to give me four options. And I have to appear as one of these celebrities at some point during the story. My options are John Bon Jovi, Sean Connery, Bradley Cooper, and Miranda Kerr. I don't know who Miranda Kerr is.
1: Oh, she's Um, a supermodel.
0: Okay. So those are them. Okay. Um...
2: And now okay. do you have to be all four or are you just one of those?
0: Uh, we'll see how ambitious I get, I guess. <laughs> let's let's say challenge yourself. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Eric. You've convinced me hey, um,
2: on a on a on a show of spooked where we've got a champion of Survivor.
0: I think you got to go all out. Yeah, I got to go for the impressionist championship. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I can't be the only winner here.
0: Yeah. OK. <laughs> you fired me up now <laughs> um so erica that means you got the narrator Woo. We go to can i get a dot com and it's got a generator for you you have to choose a location relationship or word which one would you like a prompt from
1: let's get a location
0: all right battery factory
1: great <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs>
0: the classic location of battery
3: factory and you can start it however you would like. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is coming up.
0: Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm -hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a valentine, don't have a valentine.
3: you know. And the stresses of planning valentine's day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while... Uh, doing planning
0: and do- and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It, uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me.
3: Yeah, and if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, What great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions.
0: Exactly, yeah. Just open up your Open it uh, up and get it
3: started right there. Yeah, in bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's
0: all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No! do
3: online do better help that's right so don't forget go to betterhelp.com/spooked to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h e l p .com/spooked today
1: the sun came up as the employees were finishing their overnight shift mopping up the spilled acid
2: Oh boy, another day where we spilled some acid?
0: What is this? We're never gonna be able to change the accident board. Yes, Johnny boy, I keep on spilling no matter how hard I try or what I do. I just keep on spilling. I can't help myself. I love spilling this battery acid and I like bathing in it too. Did I ever tell you that? I know you like it,
2: but it doesn't mean it's right. We got to keep this battery acid in in the pots so we can put them in the batteries so we can work our clocks so we can get here on time.
0: I'm glad the two of us are so knowledgeable. It's the only way this battery factory succeeds.
2: Well, you know, it's it, t- it only takes two <laughs> to run a battery f- factory.
3: And
0: uh There was no job interview, (laughs) so it was easy for us. I feel like you're coming at me a little bit, a little bit passively right now that I did all those layoffs of 300 people just to leave the two of us to handle the whole job. I don't know. I'm kind of getting a little bit of undertone attack here. Listen, all I'm saying is if we don't clean this
2: battery acid up, there could be a serious accident. And, and something bad can happen.
0: Well, it's only the two of us that work here. So if you don't slip in it and I don't slip in it, then I think we can just carry on, really.
1: Suddenly, something falls out of the pocket of one of the two remaining battery factory workers. He picks it up and tries to put it back in his pocket, but his co-worker sees it and can't help but ask.
0: Oh, John, boy, what well, are you hiding hey, there? Didn't what I, you hiding? Did that
1: fall out of my pocket or your pocket?
0: No, I think it fell out of your pocket. I don't no,
2: I think it fell out of your pocket. We It'll, both picked it up at the same time. Tried I to put it back in our
0: pockets. I didn't quite see what you put in there. If it was a $20 bill, though, I think it fell out of my pocket. All right, it fell out of my pocket. Oh,
2: it is a $20 bill, isn't it? Then <laughs> no. Uh, it is a $20 bill. You're uh, right. Spots. It's a special $20 bill. It has this. Phone number of a girl that I met At the bar the
0: other day And all you had was a $20 bill for her to write it on (laughs) Yes
3: Paper is in short supply
0: You didn't have your phone, you didn't have the notes app I didn't have my phone You knew my phone Fell in the battery asset last week when you spilled it. Right. So, yeah, this, is a, <laughs> this is a thing that has to stop happening. I'm honestly sorry.
2: I got her to write her number on this $20 bill. Yeah. And then I wrote my number on a $5 bill and I gave it to her. But I wrote the phone number of the battery asset factory that we are in.
1: Suddenly, they're interrupted. There's a loud knock at the door. No one's knocked on that door before.
0: Oh my! Oh my God! Was that you? Is that a door? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> think we had one here. We've just been sleeping on that one single bed over there together for the last five years. Oh boy,
2: this isn't part of my job description. What do, do we do? We open it? I mean, well, if there's
0: a door, you should open it. No, I think you should open it, but watch out for the battery acid. Of course, you better hop over that.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Y- but
0: what? Who? Who could be on the other side? There's only one way to find out, really. That is true. That is true. There is only one way to find out. We could speculate all day and (laughs) keep hearing the knock and we could go check it out.
1: They hear a knock again and then a, hello? Is this the battery factory?
0: Oh, my God. Was that who you talked to? I don't remember.
1: (laughs) You
2: better
0: better run. But watch out for the battery acid. Oh, my God. This makes it harder. I was going
2: to answer the door,
0: but now I... With the knowledge oh. of potential. Oh. Here, do you want me to pick you up by the uh, the pants and throw
3: <laughs> you over it? Oh,
2: oh all wait. right. Let's...
3: Oh, oh. oh.
2: Um, hello. H- hi. Uh, Come in.
1: Hi. I'm... Um... Do you remember me from last night? It's supermodel Miranda Kerr. <gasps> you gave me this five. I've, I've never felt so much chivalry before. I just needed oh to come my. learn more about you.
2: Yes, I, do you have my $5? Well,
1: I, I, I spent it on a hoagie this morning, but- That's okay. I managed to find the factory.
2: Oh, come in, come in. L- uh, let me introduce you to my friend. Um,
0: oh, sorry. I Sean. I in the battery acid over here. Sean, get out. No. Sean. I heard it's- Supermodel Miranda Kerr and then I started tap dancing in the battery acid like it was singing in the rain and I fell over.
1: That's the first time someone's done that. It's usually hip hop. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh.
2: Sean, I want you to meet. Supermodel. Supermodel, this is
1: Sean. <laughs> Hi, Sean. I'm Supermodel Miranda Kerr.
0: First don't name, shake his supermodel. hand. Yeah. yeah, watch out for the battery acid. It is burning my skin right now, so I don't really want to pass it off. But I can fist bump you. Uh, what, what, Sean, why don't you show
2: Supermodel around? And um, I, I've just got to make a quick phone call.
0: All right. I guess we'll uh, take a quick tour. Here's the big puddle of battery acid. That was a spill from a couple of days ago. Oh, We'd very kind nice. Of, yeah, we kind of just spill it or I spill it, Mr. Butterfingers over here. <laughs> and then we stand around it and talk about it for a couple days. That's the bed that we sleep on over there. And then uh, this is so. Some- you
1: live here. So this is like your work from home space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We don't go out very often. Actually, he didn't know about a door to this place, but he did go out to the bar. So I'm kind of wondering how he got out there now, now that I think about that.
1: Yeah. You know, the it was really, I was just hanging out outside the other night drinking and I, oh. I guess, I guess that's a, a bar is wherever the alcohol is, right?
0: You you just brought a couple beers to the window.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I just placed them at the windowsill. I couldn't get enough of the smell of this acid. To be honest, the pH levels on this seem great. I I was thinking we could start a skincare line.
0: Oh, a skincare line. You think, well, it is making my uh, skin bright red and peeling. So is that good for skin?
1: Definitely. Look at that. Look at all the dry skin is gone and now you're just glowing. But that might be your insides.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. Okay, yeah. And I, I think that if we have another use for this, then maybe this battery factory can do more than just make big spills.
1: Oh, okay. the other okay, oh, go ahead.
0: My, my phone call is done.
2: Uh, <laughs> have you have you excited you sh-
0: about that phone call being done?
2: Have you show, have you shown her everything? The the bed, the battery acid. Yeah, the spill, yeah. Oh boy, good. Um Miranda uh, had a
0: great idea. About oh, using, yes. using all of this here to what uh, is it? Well, using it all for skincare.
1: The pH S- levels and battery acid is perfect. I think I think we're on a gold mine, boys. PH! Oh,
2: I never made it that high in the alphabet. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, that sounds lovely. Supermodel. What a what a brain in you. Oh,
1: Suddenly, one of the vats of acids of acid starts bubbling.
0: Oh, oh, that can't what? be good. <laughs> that usually it's not in there boiling long enough before <laughs> I spill it. How high did you
2: turn the heat on this one? Normal. I don't know. We don't know how to run this place. Uh, All right. We better turn it down real fast. Otherwise, a spill could happen, and our skin would be beautiful.
1: Would it be the worst thing?
0: Well, maybe if I jump inside and see if something got stuck in there or something to make it boil. Does that make sense? Gone. Yeah. That's a brilliant
1: idea. That's the only solution.
0: Well, all right then. I'll just, uh, here, whoop. let me help
1: you out. Oh, God. Oh,
0: God. I think his
1: screams means it's working. <laughs> Smoke comes out of the vat of acid and then he emerges looking like a totally different person.
0: (laughs) Wow, I feel a lot more handsome now. I feel like even though my voice is almost Jack Nicholson, I look like Bradley Cooper. (laughs) Sean! You're You're stunning. Yeah. Well, actually, let me see if uh, this song does anything for you. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? How about that? Think a movie could be made based off of that two line there? Hmm.
1: Uh, the other battery out. I get it. factory worker <laughs> climbs up into the vat to end the singing. Oh
2: well, Sean, if if singing is is your game. Uh, I think I'm not a big fan, but I'll join you by don't drown in the, bat the battery acid.
0: I'll just stop. I want to be beautiful like you, Sean,
2: and supermodel over here. I don't want to be the only one out who, who's just
0: a lonely battery acid working factory man. Well, okay, I'll help you in then.
1: Yeah, climb up. No one's gonna knock me out of this. <laughs> No, Look how beautiful like he is. Yeah.
2: I love it. Here I go.
1: In the shower The oh. second battery worker comes out looking like Stephanie Germanata, aka Lady Gaga. <laughs>
0: It seems like every time we'd step into this thing, we know more of this song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow, uh, it me- really is beautiful. This is amazing <laughs> acid.
2: Yeah, what is this place that we are working
0: in? It's, it's a battery factor, don't you? You're, I, I'm kind of noticing, actually, that my skin is just fully melting off now. And I'm kind of seeing my bone. So originally I went beautiful, but now I'm just kind of (laughs) slowly fading away. Uh.
1: Miranda Kerr slowly climbs up and covers the vat of acid. (laughs) Supermodel, what are you doing? Oh, you think you two chums can have this acid, basically the fountain of youth? It's mine now, boys. It is time for a skincare takeover.
2: Oh, Miranda my Kerr God. turns
1: up the heat even higher as the two are in the covered vat.
2: No,
0: she's gonna she's gonna make the whole thing blow. And it's gonna go over the whole town. Wait a minute. Miranda Kerr. Are you related to Dave Kerr, John Kerr, Bob Kerr, uh, Harold Kerr, Harvey Kerr? Uh, Tom Kerr, uh, Kerr Kerr, and all of the 300 curs that we fired here and
1: laid off. <laughs> yes, they told me all about you, chumps. Now I'm taking your acid, and we're gonna blow this town.
0: I would love to stop you, oh. but my skin <laughs> is still melting off. I don't even have any muscles left on these bones. I Sean, save your breath, and yeah. let's just both. Fade away into beauty.
1: And then 300 curs enter the factory laughing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It feels like I'm in a horror movie. It's surrounding
1: (laughs) me. Oh. And then they rejoice (laughs) as the other two just melt away into nothing.
0: Spooked. Spooked. That was a scary story.
1: Yeah. I didn't mean for it to become a horror, but it hey, went in a battery factory.
0: It, I think you gotta. Yeah. It was all set up for it and a, a redemption story for the
2: Kerr family, though. Yeah. yeah. And, and you you helped out Cody by taking one of his impressions
0: <laughs> just like a champion would. <laughs> yeah. And we got
2: to give a you champ, the award again. A champ, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Erica, thank you so much for being here, sharing your spooky stories, sharing your motivational, uh, life, sharing your road to victory and and beyond where you are now, um, can people find you on social media?
0: (laughs) Yeah, do you have a social media? Have you heard
1: about this? I have social media, but now after talking about that panda filter thing, I might not after this podcast. So follow me while you still can. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm on social media on Instagram. I'm Erica underscore Cass. Same thing on Twitter, but who knows how long Twitter is going to last. And then on TikTok, it's my full name, Erica Kasupanen. And then I also have a podcast I don't talk about ghosts. I talk about happy things. It's called happy to see me. And it's where I interview people we've seen on TV and I get to know the the person behind the persona.
0: Amazing.
1: And Eric, where can they follow you?
2: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all of that stuff uh, at Merrick Mandrews.
0: Amazing. And uh, we'll be sharing all of that at Spooked Podcast as well check out happy to see me and go to the SonarNetwork.com. you can see a full profile on Eric and Erica with direct links to the social medias as well as check out the other episodes they've done on the network and spooked Ooh.
3: spooked this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network Sonar!